This is the Relevant Podcast. It's Tuesday, September 15th, halfway through September already. 2020, and it's the Relevant Podcast. Here in Orlando, I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and joining me from Loverland, Virginia, it's Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. From Austin, Texas, author, podcaster, Jamie Ivey. Hey, guys. And from Nashville, Tennessee, artist, producer, mogul, Derek Miner. Yay! <laughs> Is that a little John? Was I thought that? you were going to say tank top yeah. wear. <laughs> y'all, y'all Guns we, have a, we have a great show in store for you today. Coming up later, author, pastor, Max Licato joins us. Oh, wow. Got the whole spectrum of guests. Why Oak on the last show, Max Licato on this show. And uh, we also have slices, and you do not want to miss the feedback segment at the end of the show. Uh, you guys suggested, if you remember last Tuesday's show, question of the week, uh, we asked you for the, the weird law ideas to make society a better place. Remember, we played the clip of the guy who went to the city council meeting, and he wanted to have a law banning the phrase boneless wings, because those are just chicken tenders. And point. you guys told us your <laughs> law suggestions and did not disappoint. So stay tuned for that coming up later. So, so Cameron, I want to address something that came up uh, last week on the show or, or on, Fr- on, on Friday's show. You're still thinking about Friday's show. You've been simmering all weekend. Yes. And, and, and I'm glad we're, we're circling back because, Jamie, I need your help in something. I am a big Christopher Nolan fan. I, I've seen I've seen all his movies, and, I, and, I, and I, I come back to them all the time. And I've been very much wanting to see Tenet, which is now in theaters. But you know, I'm I've been and a friend invited me. I got a text. He's like, "Hey, dude, we got to go see Tenet." And I'm like. Yeah, I totally want to go. But you, you hear all this stuff. And Dr. Fauci even was like, I don't know if I'd be going to the movies right now. And I like Dr. Fauci. That's like w- sitting in a Petri dish, man. You're just touching stuff. For, 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 <laughs> and that movie's like two and a half hours. It's a lot of breathing. Think about and- all that popcorn grease just kind of in the fabric. Yeah, just, I, I'm. Yeah, I, I had to have a custom mask. I think I would wear some sort of like beekeeper suit, and I could just yes. put the food under there. <laughs> um, and honestly, dude, if you walked into a movie theater right now in a beekeeper suit, I don't even think people would look twice. Nobody would even like, think a thing about it. Yeah. Welcome, yeah. welcome. Here's your seat, sir. Maybe I should get a beekeeper suit, and then all of a sudden I get one of those little smoke things just for the fun. Because if you're gonna have the beekeeper suit, you have a little smoke gun. I don't know what purpose it does. Like I don't know, are they smoking the bees out? Do the bees like the smoke? Does it? No, does it, it calms it help them down. The bees. It, it calms what? them down. It keeps them from getting enraged. The smoke uh, keeps them docile. Either way, I would come in a beekeeper suit with a smoke gun, and uh, I would use I would deploy the smoke gun like those lame 4D movies at like Bush Gardens where you where it like sprays you when it rains and stuff. During the explosions, I would I would hit the smoke gun very slowly uh, to give so people you the would, you would have smoke in the movie theater. I should probably just do a whole 4D. Clearly, thing. would not. Make people think nah, that there's a they, fire listen, or something not, happening. No, they, they see a guy in a beekeeper suit. They know there's high shenanigans going on. So you were thinking about what since uh, last Friday? So show. I was thinking about should I accept the invitation to go see Tenet? And if so, like, can I? Like, Jamie, you've been to the movies several times from what I take, and I have a couple methods I've used in the past when I'm saving seats at the theater. A lot of people think that's very awkward to do. I used to go to movies. I like to go on opening night, and when it's really packed, and I go with my buds, and if I'm the first one there, I'm laying hoodies down across whole rows I'm blocking them out you know yeah. that that's that's a standard thing you see in some old school theaters it's just lines of clothing you know and I'm comfortable a lot of people are non-confrontational bring it I got it <laughs> you see the hoodie you see it laying right Someone's there that's taken. not for you 
You know, but I don't know the methods to keep myself protected in the theater setting and to space myself out. First of all, you need to go to a theater where they assign you seats. Like you cannot walk into a theater where you just get to pick wherever you want because that's not a class. You need to go to a theater. They're like, oh, they're only selling seats so far apart. Like the theater I go to, you have to buy tickets when you get there. They spread you out. They clean the theater before everything. Supposedly, I don't, I don't like how you're, ah. I, you're, you're for people who, ah. who are you know listening right now. Jamie used quote fingers when she said "clean the theater." Well, which because makes I'm me not concerned. there when they do it, so I don't know what happens. But you know, my son works there. I told you, he works at the Dude, movie that's theater. What makes, bring your own can of the, like, but, but Jamie, that's just, what makes the quote fingers so concerning. <laughs> you know, it seems like you have there. inside knowledge. She knows how messy her son is, yeah. and she's like, he's cleaning air quotes the theaters. Uh, uh, just, yeah. just Jesse, listen. If you don't want to go, don't go. But if, you, if your movie theater is open, you can support a local business, wear your mask, wash your hands, don't eat there, just sit and don't move and try not to breathe and you'll be good. <laughs> well, but if you want to support the local business, they only make their money by you eating there. They don't make money listen, from ticket sales. Listen, they make guys, money from concessions. I, I don't know why y'all are even tripping. Like, listen, I have the solution, bro. Listen, this is it. Across the country right now, in every black barbershop, somebody has tenant on bootleg. Like, so you just literally just go to a black barbershop, literally go to a black barbershop and look for Deontay. Ask for Deontay or Jamal. Don't do this literally because you might get beat up. But just literally just go to a black barbershop and be like, yo, you know somebody selling bootlegs? I promise you, bro. Somebody knows somebody that's got a bootleg. They probably got a bootleg on DVD. Nobody uses DVDs. But look, you just blow the DVD player off at the crib. Put it in there, that actually good. still it, happens. People making bootleg of movies. Man, is it look, like, I'm trying to tell you, bro. Is it, it like it, back it, on Seinfeld when they ha- when they were making bootlegs? Jerry became a bootlegger and they filmed it with like a video camera, <laughs> like I'm in the theater. You, look, it, you never. Well, I mean, you never know because now you got the uh, everybody got the Amazon Fire Stick. I got I got homies that's hacking the ha- Amazon Fire Stick. You got like all the movies that haven't came out yet, like the full version. They might be in Spanish or whatever, but like you literally. <laughs> Like you, I'm trying to tell you, bro. Dude. Like it's, it's. I mean, it's a new world out so here. So you're saying Jesse can watch it from the comfort of his own home. I've from watched the comforts of your own crib, Derek. I've watched live NFL games that I don't get on my market in, on a European <laughs> hacked fire stick. Like the commentating, <laughs> the commentators was in Italian, but uh, I still got to see the game. You can in watch real the time. game. Now, I'm trying to tell you. Speaking of barbershops and haircuts, have, have any of you guys got your haircut during quarantine at a at a legit place? I have. I, yeah, uh, I mean, I, Derek doesn't. I had to. I had an God, idea. God cut my hair a couple years ago, I, I, and it's never <laughs> came back. <laughs> I, I had an idea for an invention because I was there, and you know when you, you know when you get your haircut, you ha- you wear the cape thing so the yeah. hair doesn't get in your clothes, mm-hmm. and then you wear mm-hmm. the mask too these days. So it's required in my state you have to wear a mask when you get your haircut, right? Us too. Here, yeah. So I was sitting there getting my hair cut and it's not the usual chit chat. Usually I'm pretty chatty in that situation, but the mask, you know, it's the subtlety of my communication really requires people to look at my mouth. That's why people, that's why this podcast is so confounding to people. Now, my, the idea for my inventions was this. Why not just two birds with one stone? Why not one of those capes that protect your body? And it's just something you put over the top of your head and only your eyes and head are out. And the cape just extends up to your face. Jesse, that's like a conservative Muslim garb for women. 
where only the eyes show. This is this isn't like a burka. This is specifically for haircut situations. That is <laughs> kills two birds with one stone. Because what if you forget your mask? You're then? describing a literal burka. It's it's it but it is can't a... cover your head because you got to get your hair. You have to get your hair cut. Oh, that's right. Okay, so it yeah. just has to kind of yeah. hang out right here. Exactly, and it's 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 really just seems like for efficiency's sake, you know, why not just enclose the whole thing? That way, hair's not getting trapped in the mask. You have a hair, piece of hair fall in the mask. I did. That's unpleasant. <laughs> you got you got a mouthful of hair. Okay, you just forced having clothes. You just forced having hair on your shirt, having hair in, in your, your mouth. mouth. Exactly. Yeah. This you know situation, who you should talk to about this, Jesse. You should talk to Robert Pattinson about this because think, we talked last week. He's the outside the box guy. I would yeah, love. I to think do, he'll be on your on your train for this. I, I want to get. I think this is a Shark Tank type of deal, and I want to know which <laughs> one of you sharks right now. One in. I will give you thirty percent of this company right now if you give me sixty thousand dollars to, to create a solution. Derek, you in? Uh, that's gonna be enough for me, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. I'm I love out. you. I'm out. I'm it's, out. A, it's a big piece of fabric with a head with a hole, hole with, a with like hole. some fitted sort of holes. like elastic around the head hole that you could put around your nose. It's a, it's a, pon- yeah. it's a poncho death yeah. trap. We're it's good. Eye level poncho, and it's the perfect solution for these crazy times we're in. Everyone. <laughs> I'd probably wear wow. it to the movies too. I'd be much more comfortable. You should, yeah. Than the beekeeper suit. <laughs> The beekeeper suit, I think, is good because it has that huge helmet thing. You could even kind of put some snacks inside the helmet. You <laughs> yeah, know what I'm exactly. Saying? You could have the popcorn like right there, a little tray yeah. inside the huge just beekeeper. A, yeah, or just like a dinner tray that has a net over it on my face. <laughs> you know, I'm going to shovel it in. This has been I, great, guys. <laughs> this has been great. Yeah. All right. Well, what a way to start a show. Okay. Stay tuned. Up next, it's Slices. Know that it's a Tuesday. You're listening to Deaton, Chris Anthony featuring Baby A. The song is Tooth Day. I thought this was a great one for the Tuesday show. Tooth Day is the name of the song. Well, speaking of the Tooth Day show, today's episode is brought to you by Convoy of Hope. In what feels like the blink of an eye, things got tough in our world. Really tough. That's why Convoy of Hope has provided more than 100 million meals to those hardest hit by the pandemic. People who've lost their jobs or are struggling to feed their children. Those who can't afford to get sick. Hey, in addition, Convoy of Hope is there on the front lines for those who are impacted by natural disasters like the recent hurricanes in Louisiana. Convoy is there to help Convoy in their mission of providing food, helping those in need, those affected by natural disasters. Please visit convoyofhope.org slash relevant. That's convoyofhope.org slash relevant. Or you can use your smart speaker to give to Convoy of Hope today. Any amount is appreciated and will help people who need it most. Your gift to convoyofhope.org slash relevant will make a difference for so many. Thank you for supporting Convoy of Hope as they respond to this crisis and others around the world. And if you can't give today, please keep showing kindness to others. Pray. We're getting through this together. Convoy of Hope. Okay, it's time for Slices. A little behind the scenes for the listener here. Uh, you know, we, we Clark cleans everything up in post, yeah. but as we've been recording, Derek comes and goes like he's been, it's been glitching and Jesse's been coming and going. The internet is against us as we record this show today. 
we gonna we, cast out this uh we gonna cast out this internet demon. Yeah. Um we're gonna they, go full Pentecostal they, and they, cast out this they internet legit, demon. On the on the local news here, the Holy East Coast, I don't know if you guys saw this, the Holy East Coast this week was having problems because all the kids going back to uh school virtually, yeah. you know, uh, okay. it, it's like it increased like bandwidth usage. Be, you know, for for our in our city, Tuesday was the day everyone is the first day of school. So all these kids logging on on their Chromebooks to Zoom yep. choked out a lot of the internet. So I I randomly last week uh, had a knock on the door, and it was it was like a sales guy. And I normally am like a quick no thank you. I don't even want to hear the pitch, right? And uh, he said, "Hey, how, how's your internet?" And I'm like, honestly, it's been spotty what's what's why what do you got you know yeah and he said at&t i'm not plugging at&t but at&t just put fiber in my neighborhood fiber gigabit internet and he said how you know in my right now i'm doing cable so i'm doing cable internet and i have a tv package with it and he said how much you pay and i told him and then he said we have with fiber we also have now at&t tv which is not you know it's like full cable live everything hbo the whole nine and he ran the numbers on his old iPad, saved me 70% over what oh. I'm paying right now. And I'm going from 100 to 1,000 megabytes per second. Uh, I, have a, I have a question about this. Maybe you guys can I, help guys, me. It's going to be the dawn of the age of Aquarius. I cannot wait okay. for this the, gigabit. It's great for you. You know who it's not great for? Those fiber lines, because we have we have Verizon FiOS in my neighborhood too, and everyone's converting over. And I learned quickly that when it came, the box. So there's like a box that uh, it's like those green boxes that you see, you know, sometimes in people's yards. In their houses, a lot of the the, the equipment that keeps that those fiber lines running, and people can go, you can activate it or whatever. Yeah. The box is in my yard, in my backyard, <laughs> behind my shed. What? I get knocks on the door all the time from Verizon guys. They don't even ask. They just say, hey, man, do you have a dog? I need to get in your backyard and get the box. Oh, do you? Is that how you ask to enter someone's property? Last did time you, I checked, this is the Did you States. fence in the, the utility oh, we're easement? We're fenced. It is blocked up. It is but, but blocked like, up because... But that's what I'm saying. Like, Did you fence the utility easement that's supposed to be public access? I... Did not. Someone did. And <laughs> all I know. That's not their fault, dude. That's your fault. No, no, no. It's my yard. It's behind my shed. And I've let it get overgrown because I don't appreciate it. And oh, I, I want to know. It's literally oh. like if you live in the city, there's an alley next to your building. You just fence off the alley. This you can't is, do that. Dude, I'm not saying this is not like between two yards. Okay. It's this is in not your an backyard. It is a fenced in backyard with with a shed and directly touch directly behind the shed is this box. I'm thinking about extending the shed, so I gotta make them go in the back of my creepy shed. Like that would maybe that would prevent people. I want to know what my rights are here because it yeah. doesn't just seem like in that people can just come into your yard and work on equipment, does it? Am I missing it, something? Who who let them install it there? Did you I mean, I think they came previous in the, owners. I think they came in the night. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when someone turns around in your driveway. It's like, okay, okay. I just Does don't that bother really, you? It doesn't make me feel. I, I always get up like, oh, we got a visitor. I wonder who's here. I wonder, who's <laughs> my, oh, so did I order an Amazon thing? They don't usually pull in the driveway and drive cars that aren't clearly marked as prime vehicles. But uh, I'm check it out. Who we got? Who we got here? Oh, I see. I live on a cul-de-sac. You could have drove 50 yards and just done the turn there.
<laughs> oh my god! You interrupted. Like I lost my train of thought because I saw. I thought I was getting a visitor. <laughs> okay, okay, Jesse. All right, we're moving the show along. Yeah, it's time for slices. What do you have? All right, I'll keep this relatively short because I know we got a lot of good stuff to get to. Yeah. But I, I love the idea that there are things happening, that there are still mysteries out there. There's still stuff that we just don't know, right? Like, and I'm not talking space stuff because let's be honest, space stuff gets pretty boring because it's space. Space is boring. Space is <laughs> a super lame and super boring and only nerds like it. And that's why I want to talk about Earth, <laughs> Earthbound mysteries. And I have a great Earthbound mystery. And oh. I stumbled upon this uh that uh, the, the one of the headlines you may have seen uh, uh, going around this week. I'm going to read two of them. Um, no one knows what lurks at the bottom of this freakishly deep submerged cave. Here's another. The world's deepest freshwater cave just got a whole lot deeper. So there is a, a cave. It looks like just a giant hole in the ground in like uh, the Czech Republic. And it's called the Haran uh, uh, or uh, this is a, a very weirdly spelled uh, uh, um, uh, Czechoslovakian or Czech Republic language word, which is HR. I don't know. Anyway, Harnisa Abyss. Either Nailed way. It. Nailed it. Good job. Got it. Boom. Told you. That's why I don't do space stuff. There's too many weird names out there. <laughs> Nebula. It's very strange out there. It's very strange words. Anyway, uh, they, are, they already knew that this freshwater cave was like one of the deepest in the world. And they actually tried to a few years ago get a measurement of just how deep we're talking here um and they so they got this long fiber line and they put all this equipment down there and it, you know it didn't hit the bottom and so they 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 were like okay we, we know we're talking we're talking deep here we're talking you know probably about a mile at least deep and when you think about a, a mile between a half mile and a mile that's really far into the earth why, to would, have they, a why hole. would they need to put a, a wire down there it's called sonar I mean, they can literally well, just at the top of the water, just do a sonar radiation thing to see the depth. I, well, well, I, I, the, the thing is, it's not a straight line. It kind of bends and curves and does a lot of weird stuff. And they're not even sure entirely how this hole got there. I mean, they, 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 they know it, you know, somehow it was because of natural processes. Uh, but anyway, th through a bunch of boring geological techniques <laughs> that I'm not going to get into. Since they start throwing things down this hole to try to determine its depth, they're like, hey, we weren't even close, guys. <laughs> Back to the drawing board. This thing's a way a lot deeper and scarier than we ever thought. Um, and so I started reading up on this and there are like these sort of adventurous free divers who go in there and swim around and so far they haven't found anything but they 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 have a suspicion that it goes so deep that actually at the bottom of this hole it could be heated by like magma right so there are you know there are abyss that exists in the ocean where at the bottom of this abyss the the, the deepest points of depth we know that exist on planet earth that because it, the bottom is heated by magma that new organisms grow that don't require light but right. they are able to, to to get energy from heat that's actually coming from the earth's core but that's that's salt water that's in the ocean we know what it is this is an isolated hole in the Czech Republic <laughs> okay so I was reading up on this and of course my mind's going there's something down at the bottom of that hole we gotta get to, we gotta get to <laughs> we have to get to the bottom of this literally if I was in a movie and it was yeah. about this hole I would look yeah. at my team and go we got to get to the bottom of this one. And everybody like, Dun. and then the mute, then it's like the montage of us getting our equipment, like, and going to the bottom of the hole. 
Um, but I, but I was thinking, you know what? That's just me speculating because it's ran in like a science journal and science journals always try to find ways. I like science journalism, not because I'm into science, because I like speculating about things that science is in no way suggesting. Uh, but anyway, they're, they're written. They always headline them really interestingly. And they're like, well, that's just a big hole. No big deal. What's the big deal with that? Well, I want to read a quote from a geology, a geologist, uh, uh, from the university of Bologna who said this, it could be that other caves have the same story or that, uh, or, or other caves could be even deeper. Um, but, uh, you know, they, they, they don't, they don't think so. They, that this is probably, uh, a very unique hole because they don't are sure how it's formed. They know it's a deep hole and they know it's there and they know they haven't found many other deep holes like this. And here's the final quote, but it's like 300 feet. Like it's a big hole. I'm not talking like it just it's not like a hole that's like the size of a basketball. We're talking about a small house could drop down this. You're hole. uninterested <laughs> in space, but big holes capture your imagination. It makes all the sense in the world. You, you, you could drive a car in this hole. Okay, I think we're getting this, I think you're getting some perspective on this whole situation. That they're dealing with in the Czech Republic right now. Okay. We got, we got enough going on right yeah. now. Now we got a big hole to worry about. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so here's what this professor said this is the last line science magazine did a big feature on this hole again as if 2020 didn't have enough things now we got a now the we thought we had a deep hole now we got a really deep hole okay this is what the last line of this the the mag the science magazine okay this isn't some weird uh, outlet this is a magazine dedicated to science here's the last quote from a professor we don't know that they're they're curious about the the depths he says this we don't know exactly what could be down there boom 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 <laughs> guys. <laughs> guys there is a hole in the Czech Republic and we don't even know how deep it is we're not entirely sure how it got there but we do know something could be down there is that not fascinating <laughs> else? it's like a genuine mystery we figured everything else out and now there's like there's a big hole in a far off place that there could be something awesome down there Something we awesome. don't know. How do you? How are you Something not interested awesome. in space? That's the whole reason that they want to go to Mars and stuff is to see what what's there. <sighs> Just look, space is way too much work. Like <laughs> this hole is a lot of work. <laughs> They don't know what to Wait, do. It has magma in it, bro. Like literally. Like, okay, here, Derek. If I could, t- if I said this, hey man, you got to figure out by the by in the next ten years either how you can get to Mars, okay, right, right. or how you get to the bottom of this deep hole. Which one you choose? <laughs> <laughs> like I'm saying, legit chances that you're going to either do one or the other. I mean, yeah, well, I'm going to jump in the hole for sure. Thank you. Space, yeah, you space okay, is okay, okay. It's like space, space takes way too much work. A hole, it's like conceivably, why can't we just get a really, really long rope with a, with a GoPro? I don't know. Well, why can't they? think of this? That's a fascinating question, Jamie. You and should that suggest that. Me... Have you guys heard of a GoPro and a pole? Like, what, what are we doing here? <laughs> I can, I'll be the guider. I'll feed the lions. I need some more. I need some, get another spool, okay? It's the deep, deep hole, man. This is great. <laughs> I am, we're getting any more line here. I told you. It's, a, it's really deep. We don't even know. We have no idea. The scientists say we don't know. It's now, that's why I'm sending the GoPro. Just get the other spool. Like three spools in here. Oh, I'm dead right so now. So you guys understand? <laughs> scientists crap. say we don't know. We can figure this out. It's an unsolved mystery. Of all the things going on in our world right now. Yep. 
Big news. Now is the hole to worry about. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Just great. That deep hole is way deeper. Great. Oh my gosh. Now, now we have something else to keep us up at night. How are we getting the bottom of that hole? <laughs> All right. What do you have, Jamie? Oh my gosh. Nothing. Now I think we should just end the show right here. We're done. <laughs> this is it. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Um, I do have something. It's kind of fun and exciting. I don't know if you guys are a fan of Lauren Daigle. It's fun and exciting as a deep hole that's <laughs> even deeper better. than we thought. This actually time. has an end. This is like, we can have, we know something about this. So this is a really cool story about Lauren Daigle. I'm sure that we're all fans of her and cheering her on because she She's has. She's been in our studio a few times, like performing for the podcast and stuff. Ah, uh, I like her. I like her. Friend of the show. uh, She just hit a milestone that no song, nothing has ever done this. She's been at the top spot of the Christian song charts for 100 weeks. Wow. And that's cool because, uh, you know, 100 weeks at the top Christian charts, but no one has ever done that on any chart. Like no one has ever Mm. been at the top of the chart for 100 weeks. That's a um, long time. It's a long time. This album came out in July of 2018 um, and it's her second album. And she now has been the longest on any Billboard chart at 100 weeks. 100 weeks. Does anyone know what they were doing 100 weeks ago? No, we don't know what we were doing 100 weeks ago. I was listening to uh, You Say for the first time. There you go. (laughs) There you go. Um, Okay, so I brought something cool to the show today. Clark has it. Um, Everyone loves Lauren Daigle. My daughter sang Lauren Daigle at her fifth grade talent show. Are you ready for this, guys? Oh, let's go. Okay, Clark, play the clip. Okay. We need to get her on the voice, Jamie. Okay, so fifth grade. Let's go, girl. That's good. My husband, my husband played the piano behind her. She was so nervous. And I'm telling you guys, it was the cutest thing. All 100 people in the school cafeteria, like standing ovation. It was so much fun. Oh, that's That's awesome. awesome. That's awesome. And congrats to Lauren Daigle. Congrats to Lauren Daigle and congrats to Story Ivy for singing her song. But I think that's really cool that Lauren actually, it's cool for me as a mom. I mean, in all seriousness here to see that like my daughter can have such an amazing, amazing artist uh, to look up to and choose that song out of all the songs um, to sing at her school talent show. So congrats, Lauren Daigle. Thanks for being Lauren also announced this week uh, that she's uh, r- building a school in the Congo with Bob Goff. Uh, wow. Of course she Love is. Does and stuff. Yeah, she's, she's raised money to fully fund a school getting built through the Love Does organization. I love that. She's, she's yeah, the real deal, awesome. y'all. Can, can I ask a question, though? You know, does it say something about the Christian music industry that one song it's played so much for two years that it stays number one. I mean, maybe there needs to be a little bit more variety in the genre. I don't know. I think that, you're onto uh, something here. It's a thing. You can say it. Yeah. Well, cool. All right. What do you have, Derek? Well, it's fall. You know, when, when did fall start? Did we just brush through that? No, we didn't even acknowledge it. Has it started? September 21, right around there. Yeah. yeah so fall's getting ready to start. Yeah. What's y'all's favorite fall holiday? I think uh, what are well, the options? November, uh, Halloween, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving Halloween. Jesse's th- mine's Thanksgiving. Definitely. Yeah, mine's definitely Halloween. All, Sa- All Saints Day is the day after yeah. Halloween. Yeah, okay. Harvest Party. Okay. Harvest Party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, 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 
So, uh, uh, there's a chick named Jessica A. Krug that uh, dressed up as a black woman <gasps> about 13 years ago, and she hasn't stopped dressing up as a black woman. So she's wait for got Halloween at- or for every day of her life. No, like this lady is literally a white woman from Kansas City who has been parading as a Afro Latina from Harlem. She oh actually gosh. is an activist and a professor of American history at George Washington University. <gasps> <laughs> so, what's her name? Let me. Her name is Jessica A. Krug. So she just came out. Apparently, some students. Uh, I think we're about to expose her, so she decided to expose herself. So she just pulled well, another. Maybe I mean, rephrase right. that. She didn't in class expose herself. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> absolutely a, true. Yeah. She decided. It's a different she thing. She decided. So she apologizes and says, <laughs> "You silly." Bro. So she apologizes and says, "You know, I've been on. I've lived my life at a toxic soil of lies, oh. and it's just uh, crazy." So. She even she has book deal, all that. So in her book, in the acknowledgments, <laughs> here's the acknowledgement. My ancestors unknown and unnamed, who bled life into a future they had no reason to believe could should exist. My brother, the fastest and smartest, most charming of us all. Those whose names I cannot say for their own safety, whether in my barrio in Angola or in Brazil. This chick is from Kansas. How? How do you do that? Oh, I don't I know, don't... but why do white people keep dressing? Why do white people keep dressing up like black people? I don't know, y'all. It's like it's it's almost like I'm trying to get to the point where it's like to be famous, you have to have put on blackface if you're white. Like at some point in time, you have to have done it. Like uh, play the clip. She has this. She said this awful Harlem accent. It's like for me, I feel like. Just, just play the clip. Oh, no, part. you have a it's, clip? Oh, no. Oh, yeah, I got a clip, clip of her. Oh, actually, I got a clip of her talking about gentrification, uh, ironically, as she gentrified a whole black woman. But here, let's go. Clark, run it. I also want to call out all these white New Yorkers who waited four hours with us to be able to speak and then did not yield their time to black and brown indigenous New Yorkers who thought that their sense of, I thought cops was here to protect us, but I guess they're not. Boy. You think that this sort of like shock and empathy thing is the move. Oh, so a couple of things. You was talking about chair. You was talking about moving against the. <laughs> like, like, that's- hey, bro. She sounds like. Bro, she sounds like an Irish Jamaican. <laughs> she couldn't figure it out. <laughs> she, she sounds like when Dion Always Sunny did like he essentially does like a character like that to show how offensive it is. Like she sounds like a caricature of of herself. That's yeah. bro, insane. It's crazy. The fact that she's a professor at a prestigious university and stuff. I mean, that's the, that's crazy. Wow. Bruh, hey, this is the most black fish in this. This is the most black fish. Like, this is crazy. It's hilarious. I, I, it's like one of them things where it's not like I kind of it's not I'm not necessarily as offended as puzzled. I'm right, like, what? Right. This? It just feels like, weird. What, like, like what is going? Like, why would you do that? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, I almost feel like it's like, yo, she's like was like, all right, I'm going to be black for a little bit. And then, you know, all the protests and right. She's like, yo, it's getting a little too hot. I might go back to white real quick. <laughs> Oh god! I'm gonna get my privilege back. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's crazy! All I'm right, dead, well, that'll do it for slices. All right, stay tuned. Up next, Max Lucado joins us. Bye. 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 Bye.
listening to Bumper. The song is Red Brick. Well, today's episode is brought to you by podcast creation platform, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor yet, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. First of all, it's free. There are custom tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and every major platform. The cool thing is you can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Max Cato is the pastor of Oak Hills Church in San Antonio, Texas. As a leader in ministry, he's written many books and preached countless sermons about anxiety and trusting in God. But in this new pandemic season, what does that look like? He shared with us his perspectives on what faith can look like moving forward in the season, why so many Christians are disillusioned by the church, and the hidden loneliness epidemic among young Christians. Here's our conversation with Max Lucado. So your new book, You Are Never Alone, Trust in the Miracle of God's Presence and Power. You are a really prolific author. Why did you decide to write a book on loneliness right now? What was the origin story of this book? Uh, This is a terribly difficult season in which we find ourselves, Tyler. First of all, there's the pandemic. Then there's the economic uncertainty, uh, especially for young people who are trying to start a career, go to college. And then on top of that, there's the racial tension. And then on top of that, there's the political uh, the political division. And then we haven't even talked about hurricanes and wildfires. You know, it's so I think all of this is coming in on us. It's just like one tsunami after another. And, uh, and it's creating this sense of insecurity and fear and dread and despair. Uh, it's it's a tough time to be alive. Uh, but you know what? It's also a time which we'll look back on, unless the Lord comes first, which we'll look back on and say, you know what? I learned a lot during those days. I'm a better person because of that. So this is an opportunity for us to learn to lean in into God in a deeper fashion and and let Him be the source of our strength and deal with the loneliness that we face. You know, something we hear uh, relevant a lot is people who who would like what you're saying. Uh, they they believe in the message of Jesus. They they want to believe in the Bible, but they turn to the church and they just don't see that sort of hope there. They they get very discouraged because of some of the actions and behaviors of people uh, in the church. What is your message to those people? Number one, I'm very sorry. I'm very sorry. I'm very sorry that the question has to even be asked. I really am. And it's a fair question. As, as, a, as a person who's been a pastor for 40 years now, it's a fair question. Uh, the, the mentors in my life, by and large, have been wonderful people, wonderful people. But I can recall the day that one of the mentors of my life met me at an airport. And he said, I've got to talk to you. I had no clue what he wanted to talk about. He said, uh, I need to tell you that uh, I'm, my wife just found out that I've been having an affair. And uh, 
I don't know if my marriage is going to make it. I'm leaving the church and I, I'm holding on to my faith. And I was a young man at the time, a younger, every, <laughs> everything's younger now, but I was probably in my mid thirties, I think, uh, pretty new to the pastorate where I've been all these years. And it just was devastating. It just was devastating. And uh, I thought, you mean all these years I looked up to him, I, he, he was such a source of strength. Uh, and so I worked through, I had to work through that. I've had to work through that more than once. And so I say all that to say, number one, again, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Some of that is simply the fact that we live in a fallen world. It really is. That's just going to happen. King David was one of the most godly men in all of history. But boy, did he blow it with Bathsheba. The apostle Peter is the preacher of the most famous sermon in the history of the world. But boy, he blew it on the night before the crucifixion. He denied Christ with cursing. So it, it, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. So we've got to be careful and never allow our faith to depend upon the faithfulness of another person. Does that make sense? We've got to be careful. We can't let our faith depend upon the faithfulness of another person, or we're going to be devastated. Now, disappointment is probably inevitable. As much as I hate to say that, we're all going to be disappointed. We don't want to be devastated. I appreciate you engaging this question so honestly. Do you have any thoughts about, as we see, uh, we see, do see a decline in the numbers of people who are going to the church? Do you have any ideas about maybe where the church went wrong over the past couple of years? Where have we missed it? Where have we done? Where could we do better? Mm. Man, what a question, Tyler. I don't know the answer to that. I don't know the simple answer to that. Uh, maybe we got a little too big. And I'm a pastor of a mega church, okay? So I could, uh, maybe it's, maybe we got a little too big, a little too focused on buildings, a little too focused on property. Maybe that's what God is doing right now, is that he's, he's causing our churches to be simple again, simple again. The stage, the, the spotlight, that's hard on people. Not many people can handle the stage. I mean, for every person who, who stumbles uh, because of, uh, you know, uh, not being noticed, you put a spotlight on somebody and the odds are they're going to stumble. It's hard. It's really hard. I'm rambling a bit now, but I think if, if, if there's one thing that as I look back, I would say, let's be careful. Maybe we would be healthier by being smaller. As far as loneliness goes, we're all kind of stuck inside still right now here in the U.S. And uh, we're trying to fill the void of friendships in our life with phone calls and Zoom. And, and I'm curious, in what way do you think that this is a real substitute for in-person interaction? And, and if not, what do we do in the meantime? I am absolutely certain that conversations over Zoom calls and phone does not take the place of a face-to-face, hand-on-the-shoulder, personal hug, eye-to-eye. It just doesn't. It just doesn't take the place of that. So what can we do about it? Well, I'm gonna. I hope I don't sound like I'm coming, trying to come across as super spiritual here. I'm really not. But what if we ask God? What if we say, God, can you fill up that empty place within me? 
I feel like I'm alone. I feel isolated, but I can't go hang out with my buddies like I used to. If I do, we're all we're all wearing masks or social distancing. It's not the same. Would you please work a miracle in my life and help me? Help me right here. That's what I I I think that the good that can come out of this is that we learn to let God be the source of the true fellowship with us. Remember, he said that the great commandment is love the Lord your God and then love your neighbor. So when we, as we learn to love God more, then we learn to love each other more. Is Max Lucado. Make sure to pre-order his new book. It's called You Are Never Alone. And stay tuned up next. See your feedback. Caught me walking up Main Street. Didn't bring it up, but my heart skipped. It took pie, but this was my trip. Might not be real, but I don't mind it. Walking talk. Listening to Necklace, the song is Main Street. Now, a little uh, show production note. We lost Jesse. We were talking about glitchy internet. It just took him. He's he's probably down the hole. No, uh, Jesse had to run. Uh, he sends his love and regards to you, dear listeners. Okay, it's time for your feedback. Last week, for the question of the week, we asked you, uh, we, well, we played we played that clip of, of the guy going to the city council meeting and, and say, you know, very impassionately and seriously or straight-faced uh, that boneless wings, the phrase boneless wings should be outlawed because they're nothing more than chicken tenders. Um, it got us thinking about other weird laws that should be implemented to make the world a better place. You guys hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast. Here's a few of our favorites. My man, Bryce, Bryce has the one. This is it. Instead of giving people traffic tickets for going too fast on the highway, there should be tickets for going too slow, oh. especially in the especially in the left lane. I'm tired of getting stuck behind someone going one po- mile per hour faster than the right lane. I'm with, I'm with you on that one, Bryce. I'm with you on that one. Uh, okay, y'all, this is okay. Kevin said this heavy fines and loss of cell phone for using your speakerphone out in public, double fines for playing music without earphones in the store. I am down with this. I do not understand talking on your phone on speakerphone in public. Please tell me you guys don't do this. I no. agree. No, no, I don't. Old it drives me that, absolutely uh, crazy. Old people, old people do that. Like, I don't want to hear your conversation. Uh, Juan Libro said uh, his his law would be that you can only talk about sharing a nugget of something if you're referring to gold or chicken. All of the uses are forbidden. <laughs> Just want to share a little nugget with I you. I got a little nugget with I'm you. With that. I'm with that. Band decaf coffee. Jonathan Coggins. I'm with that. Band decaf. Band decaf. Yeah, ban it. Why What's do the you point? need decaf coffee? There's no reason. Some people like the, the taste. I drink decaf at night. Like if you're somewhere out and they're like, hey, do you want coffee with your dessert? No. Well, I can't have regular. I'll be up all night. This is interesting. Scott Corrin said no government official should be allowed to have Twitter. That's interesting. Yeah, I'm with that. Yeah. Well, I mean, the uh, whole freedom of speech thing, I guess you can't really do you that. You can't really do that. It is. It, that. that would be an interesting kind of like it, when you're in the seat of government, there's certain uh, non-governmental things, you, things up, yeah. you don't use, you know, yeah. anymore. Interesting. All right. Aaron uh, Sirocco says, 
I'm not the first to say this, but let's just get rid of daylight savings time. And I agree. I agree you, too. Aaron. I let's just throw it in the trash. I, I know that it was like back in the day because of like farming. Farming, yeah. But why? It's still the same number of hour daylight and then there's hours. Like, there's like two states that don't do it, so then you got to remember. And it's, oh, there is. Yeah, Arizona yeah, like doesn't. In, Indiana. Oh, was, okay. I don't know the other one. I know Arizona doesn't. Yeah, Indiana is the other one. It's just like yeah. Well, how do they get to not do it? Uh, Ryan Albo said, "Banning the word moist." <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you, Ryan. That word is disgusting. Well, how would you how would you describe something that's slightly damp? You know, wet. it's just wet. Well, wet is different than moist. Moist right. has a little stickiness a little, to it. It's it's a little wet and sticky. <laughs> that sounded so inappropriate. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Cover your Christian ears. Derek's been having some milkshakes. While we uh, um, all right. Uh, Princess Librarian said, uh, Jamie, I don't know how you feel about this. This is, I'm assuming this is more of a female issue. All manufactured pants, shorts, and other outfit bottoms that are not underwear or swimsuits for any gender must contain pockets and said pockets must be a useful and non merely ornamental size. She got several replies to that. I'm co-signing this bill. This is, uh, is that a frustration for fake pockets or maybe the pockets are like so teeny tiny that you can't put anything in them or what? Yeah. Basically no fake pockets, no teeny tiny pockets, fully functioning pockets on every kind of pant or short. I like it. I mean, listen, all the girls will know what I say when I say this. If I if I put, find a jumpsuit at the at the store and it's got some pockets in it, I'm a happy woman. Yeah, there you go. I'm here for the pockets. Well, there's a lot more where that came from. Thanks for your replies. Go check them out at relevant po- on Twitter at relevant podcast. Okay, it's time for this week's editorial question of the week. Hey. Well, earlier Jesse uh, spent the majority of the show talking about the hole. <laughs> <laughs> the hole. Dun dun dun. The thing that captivates his imagination uh, like nothing else is this big hole. <laughs> he does. Which is so funny because he hates space. He hates space. Which is so funny to me. But apparently to him. Finding out that a hole is bigger than we thought <laughs> is more interesting than space. Um, anyway, it got us thinking about mysteries that we need to solve and get to the bottom of. Everybody has that thing that you've always wondered, that thing that you're curious about, the way that Jesse is curious about this hole. So we want to know what that is for you. What is a mystery that you want to solve or a thing that captures your imagination? <laughs> Could be Loch Ness Monster. Where's Hoffa? What happened with JFK? Da, da, da. We want to know your mystery that we should all rally around and actually get to the bottom of. What's the thing <laughs> you want to get to the bottom of? There's the question of the week. All right. Hit I us like up it. on Twitter at Relevant Podcast, or you can message us, slide into our DMs on Instagram at Relevant Magazine. Well, many thanks to Max Lucado for joining us. You can pre-order his new book, You Are Never Alone, wherever you buy your books. Also, hey, a little reminder, if you haven't checked it out yet, check out issue 102 of Relevant. The magazine is back in an all new way. Go check it out. It's at relevantmagazine.com. Click on the magazine section and you'll see it there. We have a lot of stuff in store. I put a little letter uh, from the publisher on there kind of talking about um, the journey over the last nine months, year leading up to this moment and kind of our plans for this coming season. A lot of stuff in motion at Relevant. Go check it out. Some great content, Maverick City Music, 
Chad Veach, Jordan Lee Dooley. Uh, There's a lot of great stuff. Go check it out. On that note, we'll wrap it. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jamie Ivey. I'm Derek Miner. And for Jesse Carey, we'll see you on Friday. Have a good weekend, everyone. Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. Check out our features, interviews, and news updates every day at relevantmagazine.com. And make sure to follow Relevant on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest. For more great podcasts, browse the shows on the Relevant Podcast Network, which you can find at our site. And while you're there, don't miss the all-new era of Relevant Magazine. A new issue releases every other month at relevantmagazine.com. That deep hole is way deeper. Great. Relevant Podcast Network.